You're tuned into Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. The last I checked, I'm the only one with a job around here. When you pay the bill. McDonald's. You got McDonald's money. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. It is Hadia Robinson. Um, back once again. Sorry, I was gonna record yesterday. Got caught up with a bunch of just craziness, but oh my god, what a week! Like. From the time that I recorded the last episode to me recording this episode right now, do y'all realize how much shit has happened? Okay. Aretha's funeral. Um, the, the molester pastor on Ariana Grande, which I'm absolutely going to get into later. Um, Colin Kaepernick, Nike, white people burning their shoes. Um, just the other day, the dude that had the police officer bust in his house and kill him, and they, I'm going to talk about that later, um, Trump, Kavanaugh, last night, Cardi B, like, Faith Evans and Mary J, like, what the, f- is it, like, is the seas turning red, too, like, I just, actually, they are, there's been a couple of reports of, like, fish just washing up dead in the ocean, but anyway, that's another time and place, because, yeah, it's like, I just hope y'all ready for the zombie apocalypse because you know it's coming. It's too much shit happening. And for the people out there that's not at least doing push-ups, that's not at least getting real good with throwing a knife. (laughs) I'm about to put up a cork board in my house and just randomly like do a move, spin move, and throw a knife. Because you're not going to always be able to use a gun when the shit really go down. Sometimes you're going to have to use a knife to be more quiet, right? You're going to have to... I watched all like five seasons of Walking Dead. That pretty much gave me a clear indication of what I have to look forward to, right? You got to be ready to climb fences. You got to be ready to do some like football juking moves, right? You got to be able to, you got to have a knife. You also got to have a gun. You got to know how to climb in the buildings. You got to know how to look for zombies. Also make a little bit of noise, but not enough noise if you're going to maybe figure out if it's a zombie in the room where you are, but not necessarily attract all the zombies that's in the whole ass place, right? And it's always another zombie. Like that's just, that's the one rule that I took from Walking Dead. Even when you kill all this, it's always one more fucking zombie that was just happened to have a be lucid enough to be like it sounds like they're killing all the other zombies let me chill for a minute (laughs) i know i'm hungry but let let me just wait this out (laughs) so it's a lot going on so much to talk about i'm actually super excited to get into this episode before i start i want to give a big shout out to the newest member of the black ass village word shout out daisha perkins Daisha. Girl, Daisha. I'm probably saying it wrong. I apologize if I am. I love your AVI though, sis. You better work that red lipstick. That's Ruby Woo. (laughs) With a burgundy liner. I see you, girl. (laughs) But thank you guys so much to all the newest members and everybody that has recently pledged. I really, really appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. 
Um, it's been a great week, though. I mean, outside of all the craziness, it's been a... Has it? It's, it's just, it's been a week. Let me not say great. It's been a week. Um, I want to start and go back a little bit to Aretha's funeral. Um, you know, first of all, word to Aretha, because she knew what she wanted, and she was like, look, I'm going to need those four outfits. Don't play with me. <laughs> Listen, Mama had four wardrobe changes in this funeral okay she was not playing and shout out to detroit just the way that city just showed so much love for her but let me just say this and i and and you know i love my people black people we the shit in every sense of the word but that funeral was entirely too damn long okay like that shit was that was like all three Lord of the Ring movies at once. Huh? And and a Star Wars. I think it was like all three Lord of the Rings and like one of the real, one of the recent Star Wars. Not the older one, but the recent ones. You know what I mean? Like what? Mama, I get it. But uh, no. Just, you know. And then I gotta sit. Maybe I just came to see Shaka Khan read the lyrics off of her fan. Come on, Shaka Khan. I'm not even mad at you. <laughs> Chaka was like, listen, it's been some years since I've been in anybody church. <laughs> but, oh my God, that choir, baby, I don't give a damn what was going on. That choir set it, oh, not O-F-F, A-W-F, Oof, honey, they set it, that choir and then you listen if you sung if you had that choir behind you and you still sounded bad bitch you need to never sing again i need you to go down to a starbucks a fedex kinko's i'm gonna need you to go somewhere matter of fact where i don't even need you to talk to people matter of fact i don't even want you at a job that plays music i need you at a place that's always quiet you don't never have to raise your voice i need you in a broom closet with a calculator just calculating numbers because that choir they almost got me i almost went I had the outfit laid out and everything. I almost went to church. I almost was like, you know what? I'm going to have to go and clock in. I'm going to have to go clock in. That choir was unbelievable. Here's the other thing that I realized watching that funeral. It was very illuminating, if you will. The music industry is cheating the fuck out of us, okay? Because how is it that nobody in the industry right now has a voice as powerful as anybody that was at that funeral. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking about the prominent people. Sidebar, Ariana Grande, girl, no. I mean, if I was Ariana Grande, I'd be like, you know what? Um, I'm going to just get my slot to like Gladys Knight because I just felt... Faith Hill, you tried. And, you know, I don't know, maybe you and uh, Aretha went back. You know, maybe I was thinking about coming out with like a country blues album. I don't know. But Faith Hill, but you made it through. Won't he do it? Mm, come on. <laughs> but when it was like Faith Hill, I looked at, the, I legit was like, well, I guess this is a, a bathroom break for me. No shade. But I just don't, when I'm thinking about Aretha Franklin, when I'm thinking about actual soul singing and vocals and gospel and funeral singing. Mm -hmm. 
she ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that that's not somebody I'm like, oh, you know what would set this funeral off? Cause let's be real. A funeral is a sad occasion, but that shit is also a very much an event. Aretha Franklin's uh, concert service funeral was an event. Okay. You know how I'm clear about that? Because Miss Jennifer Hudson set it what off. The Clark sisters went off. Now, whew, the Clark sisters went so off. The one sister was in the back, didn't even have a microphone. We still heard her, honey. They was going in. Yolanda? Come on now. Lord, have mercy. But Ariana, and I can't even feel. Now, I was going to go all the way in on Ariana. But then I saw the, the video of, like, the pastor groping her. And I was like, oh. Okay, so I can't even really go off the way I want to go off because she straight got molested on the stage. And let me just say this for the people who are like, why did she wear that to the funeral? I mean, almost as a way like she deserved what she got. Now, granted, what she had on was absolutely inappropriate for a funeral, for a church service, for a funeral that my family is at. And yes, women, we have the right to wear whatever and we have the right to do with our bodies what we want to. But what you won't do is come into my grandmama's funeral with that bullshit on. That dress was so short that like I felt like it was one of them dresses you would put a one-year-old baby in, like a girl baby, and it's really fluffy and frilly, and it always comes with, like, those ruffly panties that go over the pamper. Like, I felt like she had ruffled panties and a pamper on under that skirt, like, under that dress. Ma'am, no. And I'm like, okay, you can do what you want, and, I, and I'm all here for that. But also, there is a time and place for certain shit. You know what I'm saying? And, like... I'm not saying that to stump on anybody's rights to do whatever you want to look. If you want to be in the streets with your titties out, be in them streets with your titties out, ma'am. By all means, if you want your four ass vagina street side, by all means, okay, get all of that fucking <laughs> road dust. Dude, if you want road dust box, go right ahead. I'm not somebody to say you shouldn't do that. I wouldn't advise it for any woman. That's just me as a woman. I wouldn't advise it because as a woman, you don't know what these motherfucking crazy ass people is out here doing. Sidebar, what is up with men feeling like they need to kill women? Like need to kill women. Think about all the men who are serial killers, all the men that pick up and go get prostitutes, but then murder them and cut do all kind of crazy shit. Think about that, but I'm going to keep going. Go back. Okay, both. What you won't do. It's coming to the church where my grandmama is being laid to rest, okay? And th with this little booty-ass dress on, ma'am, let me tell you what would have happened at my grandmama's funeral. Because I can't tell you how everybody else going to do it, but I'm going to tell you what we going to do. <sighs> One of my sisters would have came up to me and been like, girl, I'd have been like, what? She'd have been like, bitch. I'd have been like, what? She'd have been like, girl, you better go look at Ariana fucking dress that she thinks she about to wear out. And I would have went... And I would have went in there with like a cup of water and like some tea and some honey. Like, hey, so I just wanted to, you know, meet and greet before, you know, your perform. Oh, <laughs> you wearing that? <laughs> okay. Um, so listen, uh, that's my grandmama out there. So you're not going to do this. Um, I would have went to my other sister. I'd have been like, listen, um, you, you small like her. Um, do you got another dress? Okay, well, go get mommy's sewing machine and then just get one of the tablecloths and we're going to turn that into a toga because this bitch, 
Bitch, you're not going out there to stand in front of my grandmama casket with your ass cheeks out. I don't give a fuck. And you can get in this, you can slide right in my DMs and talk all the shit you want to, but at the end of the day, Ariana Grande would have got smacked in her fucking face if she would have been bent over my grandmama's casket trying to sing whatever song. Let me tell you how disrespectful it was for me. Like, I saw her, and I, I'm not already not necessarily a fan, so I didn't feel like I wanted to watch it. So when I saw that she was on a program and she walked out and I seen the dress, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead. I just legit walked away from the computer. I was like, mm. so let me run to the store real quick because I don't need to see this shit. I, I just had no interest in it. Then it wasn't until afterwards that I started hearing about this corny ass pastor and that whole ass little monologue shit he was doing was cheese as fuck. Oh, my, my granddaughter told me that pop get the fuck but then when I actually seen the video of him and the way he was manhandling her I was like wow in the church not even like we had a regular ass concert not even like we had a fucking grown and sexy after work um, you know what I'm saying like some place where you feel like it's liquor and people gonna be doing, doing the most and being inappropriate you know what I mean but this man is in his full pastoral garb he, and God is fully gripping this girl's teddy. Man, listen, I don't even, first of all, that little girl looked like a little girl. I don't give a fuck what age she is. As a man, I, would, I wouldn't even feel right touching her in that way because she looked like somebody's little bitty ass daughter. You know what I mean? She's young in the face, but she's also tiny. She's teeny tiny. That girl was standing up there on a damn apple box while she was reading her announcements for the youth ministry. But you know, like, pastors have proven that they're trash. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. Out here, sleeping with congregation, laying other hands, baby over here, baby over there. They, you know, preaching about being, about gay being wrong, but being gay as hell. You know, so, but I don't, I'm not one of those people that look at pastors as you know, some of y'all be putting pastors on these pedestals like they done floated down from a cloud and Jesus, uh, like, hand-delivered this man into the church. He didn't. That mug used to sell drugs back in the day, just like one of your uncles, but he just happened to get into the other hustle. Let me, okay, I'm, uh, I want to be respectful of y'all that still go to church and feel like that shit is saving your life. I'm not here to dog y'all. I remember when I was going through some shit, honey, I walked up in that church. Woo! Mm, mm, mm. do it? Mm. And I got my life. And I, at that time, I needed the church. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, ah, mm, nah, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not. And to further solidify that for me was some of the responses. I'm sorry from uh, people who were basically trying to blame Ariana Grande for being molested by this man. And I'm saying molested because that girl is just too small. I'm sorry. Okay, so the pastor who did the laying of the hands is Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. That's too much going on already. So I'm he's giving me serial killer vibes with all these names, right? But then... In the responses, 
Reverend R.L. Kemp, another doing the most ass name, responds uh, to a post about the pastor's very horrible apology. I might have been too friendly with the young lady. No, nigga, you were very much too familiar. That was the word he used. Familiar. How familiar? Listen, the only time you familiar enough to grab somebody's side titty is if you having sex with them. So how many people are you normally familiar with, Pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III? Like, come on now. So then... To his defense comes Reverend R.L. Kemp talking about he was wrong. Ariana's dress was short, was too short. Women know just what they are doing when they wear a short mini black dress. She got what she deserved, attention, and then some. The bishop got carried away and did what most of the guys on the platform and in the audience wanted to do. Is that so, Reverend Kemp? So... You know, I, from the pastor sitting at the table with Trump to this mess, it's very clear that these dudes really are not doing the work of God. They really own their own agenda, straight up. Because, yes, the dress was too short. It was too short for a church. It was cute as shit, though, but it was short. But that deserve, she got what she deserved, really? So, if a man, first of all, I'm not going to, I'm not going to entertain explaining or further trying to break down this bullshit because it's ignorant and it's some dumb shit. But what I think is most illuminating, that's my new word for, I feel like I'm on Sesame Street. The word of the day is illuminating. (laughs) What's very clear to me is that a lot of men are trash and they like to put their trashness off as that's how we all get down. Right? It's like she she he he did what most men wanted to do. I'm sure most men didn't want to grab that little girl, especially the fact that she looked like she's a smooth twelve and a half. Like she don't even look she looked King Senyetta young. You know what I mean? Not even sweet sixteen. I'm talking about straight King Senyetta young. She looks too young. And this whole dismissal of, oh, he just got carried away. So, you a man of God and you don't got no self-control? You, I'm supposed to believe that God speaks through you and you are in touch and you one with the Lord and you carry his message. But you can't even keep your focus and attention long enough not to touch somebody on their on they titties? Sir, sit your ass down. Matter of fact, let me go in the back. I need all my tithing money. All of it. Yeah, take me off the little billboard. I'm not coming to none of your events. Give me, give me my tithing right now. Thank you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to check. Venmo, bitch. I, want the ca- I got the cash app. Venmo, Apple Pay, the same way we pay in church, bitch. That's the way I want all my money back. And I'm telling you, as, as good as that choir was, ooh, I'm talking about I had my outfit laid out for church, honey. Had the gloves. I was going to take it back to the gloves. Woo! Pencil skirt. Mm. One of them nice, you know, conservative church hats with the little, yeah, with the tilt down. Like, I'm I'm here to do the Lord's work. Shit, I put that outfit right on the way. Like, mm, let me, if I cut the skirt, I can wear this to the <laughs> I just fashioned it into Ariana Grande dress. But back, 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 back. We are being cheated, people. Them vocals at that funeral don't sound are beyond any bitch with an album out right now. And I love me some Beyonce. Don't get don't get it twisted. But 
the 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 standard for vocals is so fucking low. We haven't even seen her vocal range. She don't even really. She like fuck it. I'm gonna just rap because ain't none of these hoes singing. I don't even have a reason to want to have to get show my talent because nobody else is doing it. You know what I'm saying? To hear fucking Shaka Khan, even though she ain't know the words. The, the the power in that woman's voice. If Gladys Knight would have got her ass up on that stage, baby, please. Yolanda, F, Jennifer Hudson, how is it that these people are doing, have to do stage plays and Broadway plays, can't get an album out, can't get no songs? Now, granted, Jennifer Hudson, they've been giving her the wrong songs for a long time. I don't need Jennifer Hudson singing no pop song, nothing. I need her giving me full on in my feelings as smooth jazz live performance as vocals like jennifer hushin should be on some they're just giving her the wrong songs they're absolutely giving her the wrong songs but beyond that it's like why is she not more prominent that's fucking crazy it's crazy that she is not one of the top singers with them vocals but fucking ariana uh, selena gomez or somebody you know what i mean like if I were to have to pull out who is a straight up soul singer right now, that is pop. There is no more soul singers. And I get it. We evolve and time moves on. But damn, no soul singer. Anyway, R.I.P. Aretha Franklin, your funeral will go down as in history, honey, as the longest, most star-studded um, televised funeral in, in history. Well, I don't know. In modern history. It, it did a lot. The pomp and circumstance was on a thousand. Let's say that. It was it was over the top with it. Um, anyway, um, what else is going on? So, I'm going to just stay in the vein of people losing their mind. Uh, so, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj got into a fight at the New York Fashion Week, at a New York Fashion Week party. And I'm not going to get all the way into the story because I'm just not here for hood ratness. And I say that because it's like, I get that y'all have a beef. I also get that y'all are at odds. But when y'all see each other in public, come on. Like, out and out fighting. Not that, and it's stated that, I mean, it's being reported that Nicki Minaj wasn't even fighting. It was, um... Uh, Ra, Ra Ali, the girl that was from um, Love and Hip Hop. So she's already used to fighting. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Cardi B too, but it's just like, I feel like I, when you reach a certain level, right, of stardom, when you reach a certain level of prominence, prominence to be out and out scuffling in, this, in public, that's just not a good look. It's just not. And, I mean, shout out to Nicki Minaj for having um, Ra step in and do all her dirty work while she slid to the back on some like, ooh, not this dress, honey. Mm-mm. And then, <laughs> honey, Cardi B walked out, lumped up. You hear me? I, I had to look at the picture twice. I was like, oh. A full ass, you know, when a little kid be running and then they run into something, but they still little, and that little knot be like, boop. <laughs> it was low key a cartoon knot. Like, you're. <laughs> 
Man, you remember all <laughs> Looney Tunes? I'm dating myself. But I don't give a fuck. Remember Looney Tunes? They'd be like, one lump or two. He'd be like, two. And then <laughs> Bugs Bunny hop on that nigga back <laughs> with that bat. Not that motherfucker. That's what it looked like. I don't know what she got hit with, but she got look. She looked like she got hit. Remember back in the day when you used to ball your fist up and leave your knuckle, your middle finger knuckle up. <laughs> she looked like she caught one of them old school. But I will give it to her, honey. She sauntered out of that bitch like nothing even happened. She was walking out that motherfucker like, mm, whatever. <laughs> and <clears throat> she out there fighting because somebody said something about her daughter. Girl, this is what I don't understand. You out here with motherfucking money. Who cares if somebody say something about your daughter, bitch, and what? I'm a fucking rich. I don't give a fuck about nothing you talking about, bitch. And if I'm a, if we gonna, if we gonna throw them things, we're gonna be in a fight, right? We're not gonna do it at some event where I could possibly put myself in a position where I'm gonna lose sponsorship. I'm gonna lose, like, I'm always moving in a way to protect my fucking money, to protect my brand, right? Absolutely, she can throw them things. How about y'all be up at the studio and then, but you're gonna throw, you're gonna try to bust out in a fight with all of the world watching. I'm talking about all the major outlets and networks. When that shit happened, that shit blew up on Twitter in three seconds. I felt like that shit was the trending topic before Cardi threw the fucking shoe. And then it's like, girl, you throwing shoes. What a, what, girl. I'm about to start. I'm about, to, I'm about to start a consult, consultation firm. And it's all about helping hood rat bitches maintain their uh, <laughs> tempers. <laughs> Let me help you not blow the fuck up in situations that could be detrimental to your career. Like, first of all, this whole idea of any bitch say some shit about me, it's on site, da 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 that shit is cool when you ain't got shit to, shit to lose. That shit is all fine and dandy when you working at Target and you working, you know what I'm saying? You got your little $17 an hour job and shit or whatever. But when you are, have, when you have actual money coming in, when you have actual like um, sponsorship and shit like that, why would you put yourself in a situation where you can not only lose what you have, but also not get future sponsorship because they be like, this bitch a risk. This bitch does not represent our brand. No, what the fuck? I don't know. I mean, I there's the part of me that understands your ego and somebody, she talking about my child. But yeah, but girl, your baby is one years old, not even one years old. You think your baby is pressed? You think he gonna, you think you're gonna go to the house and your baby is like, um, mama, you ain't gonna say nothing to that bitch. <laughs> like, no. Your baby is straight. All the thing the only thing you need to focus on and making sure your baby is healthy, is is safe, and getting money for the fucking future. What the, I don't know. I just felt like that shit was unnecessary and and dumb. And then I hear about faith and Mary J. Blige boxing, girl. First of all, Mary, Mary, I know you can still kick it on stage. Your kneecaps are still working, girl. You can still drop it and all that stuff, but you are too 
damn old. And I don't know what y'all hoes is fighting about. But at least, let me let me say this. At least it was at Diddy Party. You know what I'm saying? At least it was like somewhere in a more, where you like, oh, they probably was on that Ciroc and shit. <laughs> they was on that Ciroc and Henny. I, I told them not... <laughs> I told them don't mix the Ciroc with the Henny. And then all of a sudden they fight. Like, yeah, you expect to be motherfucker be fighting at Diddy's goddamn house. It's at a house. It's more like you do. It's, it's more, I almost feel like acceptable in a sense where, you know, if you bust out and then get in the fight at Diddy's house, ain't nobody going to be like, mm, I don't know if she represents our brand. You know what I'm saying? It's more of like, oh, they was just fucking, they fucked up the nigga house. <laughs> They stepped all over that motherfucker fur ass couch and shit, right? But you out here, anyway, anyway. I just felt like that shit was dumb and unnecessary. And Cardi, girl, get you some ice on that lump, honey. Lord, that shit, that lump. <laughs> it looked like a grape. <laughs> you ever laid a blanket down and. <laughs> you be like, oh, that's on my ring. <laughs> Who the fuck had jumbo popcorn in the bag? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, school has started. I've been talking a lot about, you know, just getting your kids in formation for school. Um, but what I haven't talked about is, you know, being prepared as a parent to have to fuck up some of these school administrators and and um resource officers you know when you need to and um i think it's important to maybe go have a conversation at the school talk to the school meet and discuss meet and talk to the resource officers maybe take your kid and introduce them to the resource officer so the resource officer knows hey this is my child if you have a problem with my child please give me a call we can talk about it we can nip it in the bud have a separate conversation with your child that says if this resource officer called me and tell me you want some bullshit i'm going to fuck you up and I'm going to be very clear about it and you not only am I going to fuck you up I'm taking all the expensive shit out of your room and you, you will be going to school with one ass outfit see this is the kind of parenting shit that I grew up with right which is why for the most part I stayed in line it wasn't just about me getting a whooping because at a certain point you're just not going to whoop your child and it be effective the punishment game my mom had back in the day you don't even listen. Some of y'all swear y'all punishing y'all kids. Y'all don't know how to punish y'all kids. Y'all out here talking about go to your room, everything in the damn room, TV, goddamn DVD player, Wi-Fi still working. Y'all don't know punishment. Punishment is where you really are separated from the things you love and you really understand that the consequences of your actions result in you missing out on mad shit, right? So if I was a parent, I'm not if I was a parent and my kid is coming home with fucked up grades or they bullying people in school, I'm going in that room, I'm taking everything you love out of that room. You're not no computer, no listen, you I'm talking about you're gonna have to go to the library library and do research in the books that you can't check out. That's it. No internet, no phone, no expensive clothes, sneakers. You getting one ass outfit, you getting the cheapest shoes I can find at the at the Goodwill, and you better hope they match. And you get one pair of drawers, one pair of socks, and you, that you have to hand wash every night. And if you decide you don't want to hand wash them, then that's your ass. But at the end of the day, until you get yourself back together, I'm not about to 
supply you with this lavish life and you can't even act right. And if you bullying, which if I feel like if you're a parent and you find out your kid is bullying other students in school, it is your duty and your obligation to get your motherfucking child together because not only is your child a danger to that person, they're a danger to the rest of the school because they could be bullying that child and that child be like, you know, fuck this kid. Go and get a gun and come shoot the whole ass school up, right? So not only is are you telling your kid not to be a bully so they can be a better person, but also for the livelihood and for the safety of the motherfucking school. I mean, that's where we at right now. But I'm reading stories now and it almost feel like the schools are trolling the kids. It's, it's nuts. Uh, this is... This is a story out of Ohio, Smithville, Ohio. I don't know. Sometimes when I hear Ohio, I already it already feels super super white. But then you put a veil on anything, and I'm like, yeah, that shit white as hell. <laughs> so Smithville, Ohio, a a school resource officer uh, was put on unpaid leave after she allegedly used her taser to wake up a student sleeping in class. Now, when I first read this, I thought, oh, this bitch used a taser on a child. So I immediately thought if I was a parent and somebody told me that they used a taser on my child that was sleeping in class. Yes, I'm mad he's sleeping in class, but you use a taser to wake him up. I'm coming to the school. Gun already out. Everybody at the front desk is getting, you know, the bitches. Welcome to so-and-so middle. Right. I'm shooting them on sight. Like I'm going, I'm coming up in that bitch like Jet Li. I'm coming up in that bitch like Steven Seagal, but like early Steven Seagal when the motherfucking moves was nice. I'm coming in that bitch like Crouching Tiger. I'm just going to float down on a leaf with one of them bamboo sticks and I'm coming across bitches whole head. Bow, bow. Like, but she didn't physically use the taser on him. What she did is she took the taser and set it off near his head as a way to wake him up. And here's the thing. Was this child sleeping that hard? I don't know. I would be concerned. They said the teacher couldn't wake him up. The, the principal couldn't wake him up. So I would be thinking, does this kid work a night job? Is he stripping at night? What's going on in the home that makes this kid so tired that he can't function in school? i got questions, right? I don't think my reaction would be, oh, let me set this taser off near his head and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like that just... To me, that's irresponsible. Yeah, she didn't tase him, but the idea of pulling a taser out in class, like that just, that's up there with pulling the fire alarm in a movie theater. Like why? It's, it's unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? And if nothing else, I say, call the motherfucking parent and say, hey, good afternoon. So your son is sleeping in class. He's refusing to wake up. It's a disturbance to everyone in the class. We're going to need you to come down here. Now, if mom is an adult and is on her shit and says, thank you so much, please take the phone and put it by my son's ear. And then once they put the phone by the son's ear, she's like, if you don't get your and I bet you his ass wake up then. Or if mom is like, no problem, I'll be right down there. That tells me mom is on her shit. And she, when she come down there, they're not going to have that problem again, right? Is she the kind of dumb bitch that get on the phone and some of, and it might be some dumb bitches that I'm about to explain when I give this example and some of y'all might be listening and I'm going to call you a dumb bitch and I'm happy you listening but at the end of the day you're a dumb bitch for this. 
don't call me about what my son is doing at the school. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to give her a very stereotypical black voice because I'm sure there are some dumbass white bitches that do that too. When my son is there, he is in your, he's your responsibility. You make sure, right? That's the most ignorant shit to me ever. That shit is ever. This ain't no babysitting service, bitch. If I tell you I'm having a problem with your child, either you get your fucking child together or I'm calling motherfucking social services, bitch. I'm 100 snitching on your ass. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm going to have all kind of shit to say. I don't think he's eating. I will fuck around and make sure you don't never get your kid back fucking with me. Want to be yelling at me, telling me what I'm supposed to do with your punk ass kid at this damn school and you can't even get him in order. Oh, bitch, you got the right one. I will be calling right down to the state. Um, <laughs> I'm a teacher. And I'm really concerned. I think this child might be using drugs. I think the parents are using drugs. I think he mentioned one time I saw a wet on his back. I think they're beating and abusing. Oh, you fuck around and don't want to be a parent around me. I will make sure you don't get your kids back. I don't give a fuck how you feel about it. But nobody is, is, should have to be responsible for your kids more than you. Right? So it's very upsetting to me that the, the thought wasn't let's call the parent, let's you know, get social services down here let's get somebody down here and investigate why this child is acting like this, but for this teacher to, um, for the resource officer to pull the taser out in the class with all the kids, and of course this set and everybody's going crazy and I'm sure the whole class went up because you know kids, oh shit and I don't know how they thought that was going to be a good idea because you know all the kids pulled their phone out. You know by the time it went all the way around the school, the shit had went from, they pulled the taser out. Yo, she took the taser and put it on his nuts, yo. She was like, zap, zap, zap. You know how kids are. They love to have some dumb shit to talk about and laugh and shit. So by the time it ended, by the time it got all the way back around the school, please. They had zapped him. He was on drugs. They had brought in a, a drug-sniffing dog. He was a drug mule. It was probably all kind of crazy shit. So I'm saying that as a parent, I just want y'all to be prepared to deal with these dumbass um, schools and these dumbass administrations and your dumbass kids. I'm sorry, but... <sighs> <laughs> All right, so uh, next story is, I, I get, of course, the biggest story at this point is um, Colin Kaepernick, <clears throat> who is now the face of Nike's 30-year um, anniversary Just Do It shit, their Just Do It campaign, um, and they got them on billboards, and it's at the point where now you can't even act like you don't know what the fuck is going on. You can't, like, it's, the conversation is so prominent right now for those people that are still trying to be like, he's disrespecting the flag. Y'all look dumb right now. Like, there's so much conversation. It's such a breakdown. There's so many clips of people, of him explaining it, of other people explaining it, of the history of soldiers and veterans talking about it. There's no way you can sit up and still say that he is disrespecting the flag. You are just racist, and that's it. That's it. Like, there's no in-between. There's too much information out there. There's no way you can say, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't hear about that. Oh, no, bitch, you are willfully being fucking dumb, okay? It's been stated. It's been explained. It's been broken down. He's protesting the treatment of black people by police in this country. He's raising awareness about police brutality in this country. So if you're a person that is more upset about him kneeling and about him not standing for the flag, 
bags and you are that motherfuckers are straight being murdered by the police, which is actually a story that I'm going to talk about in a minute, then bitch, you're the motherfucking problem in this country. You specifically are the problem in this country. So Nike unveils it. Boom. It goes out. Of course, all the bad people are like, ah, nigga, we won. Right, white people are like, oh my god, fuck you, this is bullshit. My father sacrificed. So it's a picture of Colin Kaepernick, just his beautiful ass face. Mm, he is handsome. <laughs> and that body lit. <laughs> hey, Colin. Ah. Okay. So it's just his face, and the quote is believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. So, of course, all the races, what did he sacrifice? He didn't sacrifice a gosh darn thing. There are fucking veterans and soldiers and, and fucking my grandfather. You know, you know, nobody wants to pay, nobody wants to pay this man the respect he's due, right? So, um, because Nike made him the face of um, their campaign, white people start burning up their little old ass, cheap ass Nike shoes. And, you know, I'm never going to buy Nike again. I took my socks and a burn. One white dude was burning his shoes while he was in them. I'm like, yo, you take it. That's how you know racists are dumb. Because how did that make any sense? What part of the game? First of all, how does it make sense for you to burn the shit you already own? It's like, it's like racist white people need to be need to be victims in some way. They need to feel like your feelings about Nike making this man the face of their campaign are more important than people actually dying, than the families that are affected by people being murdered by police. I'm supposed to give a fuck about how you feel more than the idea of a mother never seeing her son again or the idea of people being pulled over and fucking afraid to do anything in the car. Just don't know what the fuck to do. Police pull up and just police actively targeting black people. Let's not forget about that. Let's not forget that police are daily patrolling areas of color, daily pulling over, racially profiling, stopping and frisking. They're on the, like, this is a part of their protocol as a way to quote unquote, stop crime. But Crime is everywhere. Let's not act like crime is only in areas with, with people of color. If you were to go to the richest area in town and stop and frisk half the motherfuckers out there, you know how many pills and shit you will find? You know how many fucking drugs you will find? You know how many fucking rape, rapes and, and child molestation and, and pedophilia your ass will find? You would find so much crazy shit going on, but nobody's over there. Nobody's patrolling over there. Nobody even fucks with these white people. What? Anyway, because I'm going in a place where I don't need to go because y'all get it, right? Anyway, so white people in their feelings and just fucking crying and I can't believe this Nike. You lost a customer for life. Some dude talk about some. <laughs> I was a Nike. I bought Nike everything. I'm never buying Nike again. And I'm thinking like, bro, the amount of money Nike has made just in this school year. They're fucking fine. And it's so funny how they're all like the media is so a part of this. As much as the media swear they're unbiased, they are so a part of the narrative and they are they play such a major role in 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 the mindset of the of people out here. Right. Nike's numbers are falling. Nike's the shares are falling. 
meanwhile, Puma and Adidas, everybody's shit fell, right? But they made it like, oh, oh Nike, white people, the, the protest is working. It's the same way where they're like, um, NFL ratings the lowest of all time because of the protesting. Because of the, um, they say because of the kneeling. But I'm like, no. Nah. I'm not saying everybody's not watching the football game. I know my listeners not watching the football game because we made a commitment as a group together. We was like, yo, fuck football. We ain't watching this season. We don't give a fuck, yo. Right? I know. I ain't even, y'all ain't got to tell me that y'all, I've been saying it for a minute. And I know that we all collectively was like, yo, fuck football. Right? I need to start doing a video podcast because I was just sitting here and my eyeballs was going side to side like I was waiting like if, as if I was in a room full of people and everybody was looking like, nah, sis. <laughs> but I, so I'm not saying everybody's boycotting. I know everybody is not boycotting, but I think enough of us are boycotting. I think it's enough people that are boycotting are just like, man, fuck football. I'm not doing it this year. I'm not. So they're trying to put it off on, oh, it's all the white people boycotting because of the kneeling. But that ain't it. That's not it. It's the black people and the and other allies and people who are just like, man, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of it being, you know, I'm sick. of. I don't even want to watch the game knowing that the NFL is active, actively disrespecting the players, actively disrespecting the rights of people. You know what I mean? And just kind of like strong arming these players. And I already said, you know, I don't blame the players who don't kneel. I just feel like I wish more of them would just not even just kneel, but just straight up be like, mm, we good, son. We not the fuck clocking in. Because them fat ass viewers, all them fat motherfuckers in the stands, all the out of shape ass people that claim they so upset about the kneeling and how it's the wrong place and time and all this shit. They ain't about to get on the field. Them out of shape, greasy motherfuckers are not doing shit active. So if black people and these players, I'm saying specifically black people because football is what? Okay. If they actually was like, well, you know what? Y'all don't want us to kneel. I don't want to play a sport that doesn't respect my right to protest. So we had an impasse. I'm good. That, listen, that shit would be glorious to turn on the football game and it's just a fucking kicker out on the field looking crazy and three steroided up defensive white dudes and the quarterback just sitting there like, mm, I um, touch football anybody? <laughs> Flag football? No? Okay. Right? That shit would be amazing. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm just that type of petty where I enjoyed reading the comments oh my god the dragging and let me just tell you how black twitter just continues to you know be the dream that Martin Luther King <laughs> the Kaepernick picture dropped and then black people just went and found every possible picture and created every slogan and I just say thank y'all so much it just black twitter always finds a way to keep us like moving forward I, and I, I they the civil rights movement of the future <laughs> but nothing is more disrespectful than the picture of stevie wonder and they put braille and i wouldn't even be surprised if that actually said something in braille i just didn't take the time to decode the shit but just the idea that somebody put braille over stevie wonder picture 
Bruh, that shit took, I almost was, I was like, okay. They, they did uh, Melania, they did, um, and her broken ass English. They did Tyson with his broken ass English. They did, and then it wasn't even just Nike. It was like people, they did um, J.R. Smith and his, he was sponsored by Hennessy. Talk about, I thought we had the lead, yo. Anyway, Black Twitter, I love y'all so much. I swear to God, if I had the platform and the money, somebody needs to do a Black Twitter award show. Our Ben said that, y'all. If it ever happens, just know I fucking said that shit. That shit, we deserve that. Black Twitter is the heroes we deserve, y'all. Thank y'all. All of y'all. Whoever is out coming up with this stupid shit. Because that shit be happening so fast. It's like, soon as some shit happened, motherfuckers is like, oh, let me get in the motherfucking meme lab. <laughs> oh, but... You know, for the back to Colin Kaepernick and for the people who are, you know, questioning what he sacrificed. How many of you motherfuckers would sacrifice a million dollar contract to stand by your convictions? Not many. Most of you motherfuckers will work on Martin Luther King's birthday <laughs> in a state where you're supposed to be celebrated and still go clock in. Like, I mean, shit, most of us fucking do. It's just, it is what it is. So the idea that you can't respect this man and what he's, and the statement he's making and what he's standing for, I just say, fuck y'all. I'm done trying to explain. I'm done trying to go back and forth. I'm done trying to well, think about this and think about that. And I know that there are people who do that. They do that shit professionally. I don't have the patience because what I realize and what I truly believe, these mother, these people know. They absolutely know, right? They know what it means. They know what it stands for. They understand why it's happening. They have all the information that they, they choose to not they choose, they're making a choice to present themselves like, oh, but it means this. It's like every woman at some point in your life have been with a dude that no matter what you did, he always found a way to fucking flip it and switch it, right? Now, um, fellas, don't get in your fucking, you know, all up in your testosterone and shit. When I say this, I'm just giving it an example. And I think most men will, when they're honest with themselves, will be like, yeah, we be doing that shit, right? It is it's just a part of, you know, whatever. Not, I don't have to explain myself. I said what I said, right? It's like, you know, where was you at last night? Why you always be wondering where I'm at? <laughs> See, it's your insecurity. You be like, okay. <laughs> You the reason why we ain't gonna make it because you ain't like I, I I want us to make it though, right? But it's like that's that's the way that I see these fucking racist ass. He's disrespecting the flag, really. But they saying that shit with a fucking American flag jumpsuit on, a, a onesie swimsuit that just go around the dick and it's a g string in the back. You know what I mean, like. You know, you remember when Borat wore that shit? They wearing that, but they talking about disrespecting the flag. But you got the flag basically going up your ass crack, but I'm supposed to believe that you care more about that. Get the fuck. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going back and forth. I'm not having them conversations. I would just look at the person and say, Google. And I'm going to walk the fuck off because there's no way in, in hell you're going to tell me you don't understand why he's doing it or what's going on or that the reason he's doing it isn't real. Because the shit is happening every day. Hence, my final story. 
it comes out of Dallas. It's about a young man, 26 years old, who was shot in his own apartment. How was he shot in his own apartment, Hadia? So let me tell y'all how this bullshit went down. So the police officer, who still hasn't been named, okay? still They still haven't released this bitch's name. This shit is sounding real Mike Brown right now. They haven't released the bitch name. Um, nobody knows what she looks like. Nothing, right? So she told police, and she's a police officer. She told police she's coming home after a long day at work or whatever. And she mistakenly went to the wrong apartment and thought somebody was in her apartment. And when she got in, she shot him. First of all, don't nothing, nothing about this story sound right. Nothing. This shit sounds so fake. I almost feel like she was probably crying like, and then I thought it was my apartment, but it wasn't my, but I didn't know. Like, bitch, first of all, you, how do you get in an apartment and think, oh, I still think this is my apartment. How did you try your key in a, in a door oh, repeatedly and still not? Re- like the first thing you do when you try your key and it don't work, you look at your fucking door. Like, what the fuck? You're going to look at the address. You're going to look. You're going to look at surrounding. You're going to you're going to figure out that this is this is not your floor. I don't give a fuck if every floor look the same, same carpet, same wall, same light. There is something about that floor that is specific to your apartment. It's almost like a dog when you let it out on a hill somewhere. That dog will find its way back to your motherfucking house just because it just has that kind of spidey sense. So as humans, we still have our spidey senses. So unless this bitch was straight on K2 slash meth slash heroin slash Percocets and Molly, you're not going to fucking tell me. First of all, she was on Molly. She wouldn't even pull the gun out. She'd have been like, I just, I'm so happy I'm here. And I just, I really feel like this moment... I'm supposed to reflect. I can't get in my apartment. What does that mean for my life? Like, what am I locking myself out of? Like, you're going to be introspective as shit. I mean, that's what I heard that people experience when they, oh. Yeah. Um, anyway, but you trying to key, trying to key, and then it don't open. And then your thought is, I'm going to pull my fucking gun out? No, bitch. That's some bullshit. So it's already so many... It's so many elements to this story that's telling me this some bullshit. First of all, when they brought the fucking police officer out to speak about it, because the bitch still ain't arrested, they're about to charge her with manslaughter charges. Nobody, they're not releasing this bitch name. And then who do they put out front for the press conference? A black person. I'm like, oh, this is about to be a railroad job. Listen, anytime it's a shooting of an unarmed black person and they trot that black person out there, you know it's some bullshit. Like, these be the little-ass tactics they be trying to do. Like, hey, guys, we're going to do our best. Keisha, get up there and tell them what we trying to do. Get the fuck. That's why black police officers, I know y'all out there, I know y'all trying to do the good and y'all trying to be the little, you know, the buffer or whatever the fuck y'all trying to do, but I still don't fuck with y'all. I'm being straight up. I don't fuck with y'all because I feel like at the end of the day, y'all going to choose y'all fucking side. At the end of the day, when it comes down to it, y'all going to be like, mm-hmm. I got my baby girl in college. I got, uh, I just bought that boat. Ah, 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 what am I going to do? Ah, they know about the side bitches I got. Ah, let me get on across this blue line and quit bullshitting. That's the choice. That's what y'all the fuck going to do. 
I mean, that motherfucker could have been on drugs or whatever, whatever, whatever you need to do to reconcile it in your own head. Y'all motherfuckers going to do that. Y'all making a very clear choice. That's why I don't fuck with y'all. Right now. Um, so the chick claims that she got into the apartment and shot this shit. As soon as the door opened, she shot. Now, bitch, first of all, how is that your first response? Like at a certain point, you realize this is not your apartment. You're not going to tell me different. I'm sorry. Right. And then here's the other thing. It's not even like they use regular keys. They use key fobs. Right. So they use a little electronic key shit. So my thing is, no matter what they were using, the moment it's not working, you're going to look around, you're going to look at the address, you're going to look down the hall, you're going to look at the painting that normally is there that's not really there, you're going to look at the carpet and you're going to look for the rip that's normally in the floor right by your apartment, but damn, it ain't there, so you're going to go, <coughs> sorry, you're going to go to the steps, you're going to go check, like, mm, okay, I'm normally on four my apartment is 423, but I'm standing in front of 323. So, hmm, this is weird, right? Whatever you need to do, you're going to figure that out. But the, the idea that I'm not getting in this door, all of a sudden I'm going to pull my fucking gun out. And then I'm supposed to, and then me reading this story, using my fucking brain, I'm supposed to believe, oh yeah, that sounds right. No, the fuck it don't. So shout out to the internet. Cause you know, they always at work, huh? Honey, the internet investigation unit. <laughs> Be the fuck on it. They done pulled up pictures of him with some other people. And this believed that the, a woman in the picture is a chick that he was fucking around with. And the woman came to his apartment on some old, open up. I know the fuck you in there. That shit sounds probable to me. That shit sounds like what really happened. So, but to stay focused with what I'm talking about and staying in line with Colin Kaepernick and police brutality, the idea that this whole police department rallied around this chick. Why the fuck wasn't she arrested right away? They're talking about they're going to give her a blood and alcohol test, uh, alcohol and drug test. How the fuck wasn't she tested for drugs and alcohol on the motherfucking scene? How, how is it that she was able to go home? How is it that her name has not been released? I don't get, listen, the moment she left the police department, she was off motherfucking duty. The minute she came home, she was off duty. So you don't, she doesn't get the whole, I was investigating the scene. I got a call on my, I was still at work and I got a call about the blah, 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 blah. No, bitch. Nobody called you to this location. Your ass made a mistake. But guess what? If anybody else in the world makes that same fucking mistake, guess what? Bitch, you're going to jail. When the police came, they would have put your ass in handcuffs. They would have questioned everybody around. They would have. And listen, I'm looking at the picture of this building. You're not going to tell me that this building does not have video camera. It doesn't. It does not have surveillance. It does not have like, soon as she got off the elevator, a camera picked her up. Soon as she walked down the hall, turned a corner, another camera picked her up. You're not going to tell me that because all these buildings have cameras. So are they, are they asking, talking to the other neighbors? Like, I need to know details of what we all deserve to know, what the details of what's going on. And specifically the family, because at the end of the day, that if this bitch gets off, which I, I swear to God, I feel like she's going to get off. They're already fucking coddling her on some old, oh, she's, she's been through so much after a long day. And, you know, she was just so tired after, bitch, I've been tired as hell. I've been absolutely tired as hell. This bitch ain't no surgeon. 
You ain't gonna tell me this bitch was on a stakeout for 14 hours, then she had to go, and then, you know what I mean? Like, you, there's nothing you're gonna tell me that makes me okay with the idea that this officer was knocking on the wrong door, the man opened the door, and she fucking shot him, and I'm supposed to give a fuck about her feelings, and oh, she feels horrible. I don't give a fuck. That was one of the articles. That was something that I read. She feels horrible. I bet that bitch do. But does that change the fact that a man is dead? No, it doesn't. Does that change the fact that a mother is never going to hear from her child again? Nope. Does that change the fact that this man who... Uh, I don't give a fuck about this bitch feelings. I don't give a fuck about how bad she feels. I don't give a fuck and none of us should. I give a fuck about the fact that she was able to take her ass wherever the fuck she went. I give a fuck about the fact that we still don't know who this bitch is, where she is. She still got a motherfucking gun. This bitch still has a gun and she out in the world. Who's to say that this goofy bitch don't go and exact, you know what I mean? Roll up on another motherfucking door. They should have arrested this bitch and took her into custody just to keep the rest of us safe. You know what I'm saying? So you just allow this. It's like, it's no different than the, the pastor coming in defense of the other pastor that molested Ariana Grande. There's no difference there. Police do the same thing for each other. Oh, he would never. And no, motherfucker, it's not about what he would never do. It's about what the fuck this person did. Don't tell me shit about, oh, I can't imagine it. He's not that type of person. Obviously, the fuck he is. So, obviously, this bitch is a danger to the community. If she out here knocking on the wrong doors, and when somebody opens the door, she fucking pull out her gun and shoot. That shit sound like some scorn lover shit. Some old, you not gonna leave me. I ain't going nowhere, Jennifer Holiday. You know what I'm saying? I'm not living without you type shit. You, first of all, the... The idea that this woman kept knocking on the door and did not leave be, even after her key didn't work tells me she knew that she wasn't supposed to fucking be there. And the idea that she's, you know, waiting for somebody to open. First of all, if somebody is, if that was your apartment, you think they're going to open the door, bitch? Like, so let's, let's put it like that. Okay. Boom. Maybe, you know, in this magical fucking apartment building, you go in, everything will look alike. Every floor looks alike. Every door looks alike. It's just fucking Russian roulette, depending on what fucking door or apartment you roll into. Let's say that that goofy shit is, is a possibility. Even if it was her apartment, who the fuck is going to open the door? <laughs> Like, bitch, you would have, I would have been on board if she said that she came back to her apartment, the, the, the door, the locks was changed, so she had to motherfucking uh, pick the lock to get into her own apartment, and then when she got in, she had to shoot the motherfucker that was leaving. But you ain't gonna tell me that you go to a door that's not your door, or you go to a door that you think is your door, and it doesn't open, and so you finally sit there long enough, and then somebody come unlock the door and open it. What they gonna say? Oh, hey, girl, um, I just was here to grab the TV and your fucking, you know, and the purse, the Gucci bag and shit I seen you had last week, and I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. No. And the idea, this is how fucked up that we are as a society, and this is how much black lives are undervalued in this society. They put that shit out there into the masses as if we are supposed to believe that. They put that shit out to us 
as a almost fuck you. This is what we said. I said what I said type shit. But I'm supposed to be mad at Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee or I'm supposed to be mad that he's bringing attention to the fact that police are out here willfully murdering black people and nobody gives a fuck and they're being protected and they're not being held accountable. Motherfucker, obviously, this bitch has not. Anyway, um, Bothman Shem Jean from St. Lucia, originally from St. Lucia, very clean cut, handsome, thick body ass little dude, worked for Price, Price, Price Water and Cooper, some expensive shit, some really nice job, gone. But oh my gosh, she feels so bad about what happened. Man, and to the black woman who stood her ass up at that press conference, Regine, Renee Hall, Dallas Police Chief Renee Hall. Renee, fuck you. And I and I say that sincerely. Fuck you. Because as a police chief, it is your responsibility to go and get that bitch. It is your it was your responsibility to put that bitch in handcuffs and get her down to the police station. You uh, y'all allowed possibly a drugged up drunk bitch just to go forth into the world with no consequences and repercussions. Just, it is what it is. So fuck you, Renee, for stepping your ass behind that blue line and agreeing that this young man's life did not matter more than a bitch who straight up willfully lied to everybody about what the fuck happened in this situation. And knowing damn well, bitch, that could be you in your motherfucking apartment. Like, that's what be killing me about black cops. And I'm going to leave it alone. Black cops. I said cops, but I mean, but is it a difference? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> kind of. Anyway, um, that's what be killing me sometimes about black police officers that, you know, want to go along with the go along and be a part of this bullshit. Knowing damn well, the moment you step your, step your ass out of that uniform, the moment you, you blend into the regular, into the, to the ocean of the black community. Your ass could get motherfucking picked off too. Your ass could get shot too. Your, you know how many stories I've read about undercover, I mean, out of uniform police officers shot down. There was one police officer. This was in New York. It was a crime going on and he jumped into action. He was off duty. He jumped into action going to stop this dude from robbing somebody. Then the police rolled up and guess who they kill? His black ass. So for the police, for the black police officers out there that just want to just melt themselves into this community of motherfucking police officers and police brutality and act like, oh, well, it is what it is. Guess what, bitch? It's only a matter of time before that shit could be your ass, before it could be your motherfucking family members. Yeah, everybody that you know and you love is not going to have the opportunity to say, oh, I'm Renee Hall nephew. No, it's going to be like, I'm pow, pow. Exactly. So fuck you, Renee Hall. Fuck the and Dallas Police uh, uh, Department man. Fuck y'all. I just pray that this boy's family gets justice. I pray that it all comes out. I pray that there's a neighbor or somebody that comes forward because if they haven't released this woman's name, if they haven't arrested her already, you know they done went and talked to everybody in that building about what really happened. You know they done already kind of figured out who's in that building, who might got some warrants, who they can fucking. 
Make sure it don't come forward. I don't put shit past police. I mean, listen, if nothing else, the Chicago, the, the, the cover-up of Laquan McDonald, that tells you, that to me is every police department. I said what I said at the end. Of, listen, don't nothing ends a statement like. <laughs> All I'm saying is do better police, uh, black police officers. If you were to sit down at a cookout with most black police officers, what they're going to say, man, I'm just, I joined the force because we got to make a difference. We got to, you know, I always wanted to be an impact in my community. Then be that. And stop, stop fucking joining in with this bullshit that is specifically targeting your own ass community. I would be at the police department like, so when we going over to so-and-so hills, you know, anytime you add hills in there, some white people shit. Because uh, I heard about a meth racket, a, a, a whole meth motherfucking um, hookup over there. When we going over there? When we going to start frisking these white kids coming up out of so-and-so prep? They ain't going to do that. That's a, I, they wouldn't even bring that shit up. But they don't have no problem rolling through the hood harassing the fuck out of everybody there. Anyway, I ain't got to do it. Thank y'all so much for listening, man. I really appreciate y'all um, for listening. And big shout out once again to the newest member of the Black Ants Feeling. Thank you so much, Dacia Perkins. Girl, I hope I'm saying it right. But come on, cheekbones and realistic. You better work, girl. Thank y'all so much for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can follow me, hrcomedy.com. I got a couple of shows coming up out here in L.A., so if you're in L.A., make sure you come out. Hit me up, inbox me, and be like, girl, I'm coming to the show. I'll be like, all right, I got you a ticket, B. All right. Um, thanks again, man. I'll be back with a new episode. New Patreon video is going up this week. Thank y'all so much, man. I'm out. Peace.